When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. The Oilers have to settle for a single point this afternoon in Anaheim. They lose the lead late in regulation and fall 2-1 in overtime to the Ducks. The Oilers are now... 10-10-2 on the season at Los Angeles Sunday night. Face-off show here on 6.30, Chet at 7. The game will commence at 8.30. Other NHL action, the Flames get shut out 2-0 by the Golden Knights. Capitals knock off the Red Wings 3-1. Islanders over the Devils 4-3 in overtime. Sabres over the Canadians 3-2 in overtime. The Wild having a good year beat the Jets 4-2. 4-0 Flyers knocked off the Rangers. After the first, Senators and Stars tied 1-1. St. Louis leads Nashville 3-1. In the second period, Avalanche leading Arizona 3-zip. Carolina leading Florida 1-zip. And Tampa Bay up 4-1 on Chicago. Penguins and Bruins tied 1-1. In the third, the Blue Jackets have a 4-2 edge over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, by the way, after the Oilers' overtime loss today, they sent Cooper Marodi back to Bakersfield. Oil Kings in Moose Jaw, seven minutes into the second period. That game is tied 1-1. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. You can text 630-630. Phone number 780-496-0063. Getting loads of Grey Cup predictions. George says it's going to be 31 31- 27 for Ottawa. Athabasca Larry says 24-21 for Calgary. And Reg says, I'm guessing and hoping that Ottawa wins 33-31. Got a whole bunch of predictions. I'll get as many in as I can as I go along tonight. Well, this next guest is uh, now a co-worker at least for this week, because he's our special guest reporter for the 2018 Grey Cup Festival. His usual profession, though, is receiver for your Edmonton Eskimos. Nate Ajay is on the line. Nate, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for checking in. Now, are you actually, have you actually stepped away from the festival site? Because you've been pretty much living down there the past couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have been living down there, but, you know, uh, this afternoon and uh, a little bit into the evening, I was able to step away and, you know, kind of regroup. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you got to get away from Morley Scott after a while, right? <laughs> He's a funny guy, and uh, I have enjoyed being around him. But you know, yeah, it's good to get away for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, uh, first of all, I, I, I think we've had you on the show before, but if we did, it might have been a while. So, just refresh everybody's memory, because aren't you a, a Southern Ontario kid originally? Yeah, uh, Southern Ontario grew up in uh, Mississauga, Ontario. Went to high school there, and uh, you know, Southern Ontario is where I'm from, and uh, you know, reside there in the off season as well. All right, now obviously the Argos don't get a lot of fans, so you know, and people always say, "Well, we wish it was stronger in in Toronto," 
But was that your experience that you grew up not paying a lot of attention to the CFL living in the GTA or, or was it the exact opposite for you? Was football really on your radar? Yeah, it actually was the exact opposite. My dad, uh, was a huge sports fan and, uh, you know, he really introduced me to the football and, and the Argos. He, you know, he loved the, the old time Argos with, uh, Doug Flutie and, you know, Mookie Mitchell and, you know, those, and, uh, Pinball Clemens, of course. And, you know, as a kid, you know, I, I always tell people this, uh, I wouldn't watch cartoons. I'd be watching uh, football and sports. So, you know, my dad was a huge sports fan. So, you know, I, I, I picked up the game through him and, and like you said, uh, the Argos aren't really big in uh, the GTA, but for me, because of my dad, it, it was a big deal. Now, how old were you when you started playing football? Uh, I was 12 years old. You know, I my dad didn't let me play for a while. He let me watch it, but funny enough, he didn't let me play. Uh, I had to write him a letter uh, to tell him why all the reasons why I should play. And, and uh, you know, finally, for a couple of years, I was petitioning to play, and you know, finally, yeah, at the age of 12, he finally let me play. And one of the things I wrote, I told him in a letter, I was like, Dad, I've been playing soccer my whole life. Uh, I'll be faster than these kids and they won't be able to tackle me. So <laughs> he was scared of the contact. But uh, finally able to convince him at the age of 12 and uh, have been playing ever since. And were you always an offensive player? Yeah, you know, offense was always, you know, the most exciting thing to me. You know, in, in every sport I played, you know, like I was always more of an offensive guy than a defensive guy. But uh, nowadays, you know, doing all the special team stuff, guys are telling me, you know, think about defense a little bit, and I just laugh. But, yeah, I've always been an offensive guy. All right, Natay Aj joining us on Inside Sports, Eskimos receiver. You can go to our uh, our website, our Facebook page, Twitter account. He's been doing a lot of stuff with Morley Scott at the festival site. Is, is this the first time... You've been able to actually, I know, and of course you'd, you'd sooner be playing in the game and getting ready for it that way. That didn't happen. Is this the first time you've kind of been able to experience a Grey Cup festival? Because a lot of players, they're either in the game or maybe they kind of check out once their team is eliminated. Is is this a unique experience for you? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's very unique for me. Uh, it's my actual first time uh, being a, in a part of the, uh, the festival and checking out uh, everything that goes uh, along with it, and you know, it's been a blast for me. Uh, I, I would have loved to be playing, like you said, but this is almost the second best thing. The people that you meet uh, that make the CFL a truly great league are, are second to none, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting the, the firsthand taste of that right now, and I'm loving every second of it. What what has I mean? Is there a story of meeting somebody or a fan or or something that really sticks with you, or or just something that's really struck you as you've been hanging out on the festival site? There, there, there's a few stories that that, that I, I'm thinking of, but today uh, we we were talking to uh, the fans from yeah, every team in the league, and uh, we came across a guy Bob. Uh, he's a Toronto Argonaut fan, and he's believe it or not, he's been to the last 45 Great Cups. I couldn't believe it, and. And I, that stuck in my mind all day long, and uh, we had a chance to talk to him, and you know, he was sharing stories uh, from every single great cup that he's been to, all the guy he's met, and, and, and just an incredible journey he's been on through 45 great cups, and uh, we thought that was incredible, and uh, we, we made sure to talk to him and, and get his information because that was, that was incredible to us. That's really got to resonate you with a player because week after week you're – caught up in your personal preparation and the team's preparation obviously you know you have fans and, and you are playing for the fans but 
it's got to really strike you that what you do and all your teammates do and players around the league do means that much to so many people. Yeah, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, seeing uh, fans of the Eskimos this week all around the Great Cup Festival was so special to me because not only did they, they, they recognize me uh, without the helmet on, but they, they made sure to come up and say hello and, and wish me well, wish my family well. And, you know, it meant so much to me because, you know, you get caught up in the every day and you know, everybody's busy, but you don't really quite realize how important the game is uh, to, to, to some of the fans. And, you know, a week like this week uh, was very eye-opening to me and, and uh, something that would stick with me for, for, for a very long time. And I actually ran into, um, you know, a fan that was kind of explaining that to me. He's like, you know, we work all week long, and, you know, this is kind of our our escape, like watching the game and, you know, being a part of the coming to the game is, is our escape from, you know, our jobs and, you know, our, our, our lives. And, you know, that, that looking at it from that perspective, I was like, wow, like we're, it's really a privilege to be a part of this league and, you know, to represent Edmonton and, and the great fans here. All right, so did you do the zip line? Any of the stuff going on there? I know you got arrested by the fun police. We played that yesterday. <laughs> I did. <laughs> they're, honestly, they're the, uh, one of the most fun people to be around uh, this great cup festival. So I urge anyone, you know, if you see the fun police, please uh, interact with them because they, they were hilarious. But, uh, you know, you're going to have to catch uh, the, the, the show on Facebook to see if I actually did the zip, the zip line. Uh, we teased it a bit, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a funny segment we did with uh, Morley. So I can't disclose if I actually did or didn't do it. But uh, just you have to check it out. <laughs> okay. Well, you're teasing us a, a little bit there. That's great stuff. And by the way, if you're Nate has been walking around the festival, Eskimos toque, Eskimos jacket, like you're fully out there in the team's oh, yeah. colors. So that's been pretty cool. I, I know I talked to you about this a little bit yesterday, Nate. I didn't wind up. We only did about a one-minute taped interview yesterday, and, and I didn't use it. And then you, I found out you were coming on tonight. So tell me who is in your locker for the Stampeders and if you have spoken to him about treating it properly. Yeah, uh, I found out, I uh, texted our, uh, one of our recruiters guys, Danny, and, you know, to find out who was in my locker and he, he came, got back to me and said, uh, Eric Rogers was in my locker. So when uh, I told Morley, I was like, Morley's like, okay, we got to interview him. So yesterday we ended up interviewing him. Uh, I gave him some ground rules. Uh, you know, I told him I was to be expected of, of, of him to be in that locker. But then I started thinking, it's Calgary, right? So, you know, I started plotting and, you know, talking to a few of my teammates and maybe maybe, maybe putting together uh, some booby traps in there because we don't want Calgary <laughs> in it. <laughs> booby trap locker room. It's like Indiana Jones, like the, a big rock could roll down at him if he touches the wrong thing in, in, in your locker. Um, exactly. Look, I mean... If it wasn't you guys, you knew it was going to be a West team. Like, does that actually b- bug you that that Calgary's in there? Like, how? Like, if that's what we always say is the cliche, right? Somebody's going to take over your locker room. When, when it actually happens, does it? How does it make you feel? Uh, it's it's uh, being back in Edmonton and you know seeing the Great Cup festivities and, and seeing that another West team is in it except for us is, is gut wrenching, to be honest with you. Um, we're just thinking about Calgary, and we know they're good. We know they're first place, but in our locker room, in our heads, we all year long we we knew, you know, we told ourselves we were gutting to be in that Great Cup, and it, it meant it meant everything to us, you know, not to have the right to do it in, in front of our whole fans, and and to not to not be able to come through. And you know, I know all the guys are hurting, uh, gut wrenching, especially having this Great Cup here. It's, it's, it's tough, 
I can't I can't even lie. It's really tough. All right, you've played against these teams. You know the CFL. What does this one come down to, Nate? Yeah, it's going to come down to uh, some of the lesser-known guys. Like obviously, you know, Boldy Vire is a good quarterback. Trevor Harrison is a good quarterback, and when Trevor Harrison's hot, he's one of the best in the league. When he's cold, you know, he could be down at the bottom. But it's going to come down to the lesser-known guys. I saw in, in, in the East Final there, you saw. You know, obviously, Ellington did well and Spencer did well, but you know, you got a guy in Dubois, who's a first year guy, catch a touchdown pass. Uh, Brandon Galanders catch a touchdown pass. Julio uh, 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 Filigo um, catch a you know a couple passes there. It's going to come up to a lesson they uh, known guys that you know fans aren't really aware of uh, because the defenses they're going to be keyed into you know all the top guys, stopping all the top guys, and you know you can kind of forget about you know some of. The receivers or you know running backs or fullbacks that you know aren't really uh, talked about. So that's to me that's what it's going to come down to. Look, um, okay, look for an unsung it's, it's hero. Gonna, it's going to be a good game. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Uh, the fans are going to uh, be treated to a, a well played game. But look out for some of the lesser known guys uh, making an impact. Dare I ask your score prediction, or are you staying away from that? Uh, I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, I, I just know that I want Ottawa to win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Calgary winning, uh, especially on our home field. And uh, if they do pull it out, we'll be going to win it on their field next year. Sounds great. Hey, Nate, it's been great talking to you a couple times this week. Thanks for making time for us and, and, uh, and working with Morley. You're turning out some great stuff. So uh, maybe one day we, we actually will be full-time co-workers, buddy. Enjoy the great cup. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's been cool meeting you guys and the crew as well. There we go. That is Eskimos receiver Nate Ajay, our uh, special 2018 Grey Cup Festival reporter here on 6:30. Chet. Okay. Well, a lot of pe- people are loving the predictions today, Kellen. This is great. I'm trying to catch up. Brian S says 23-20 Ottawa. Murr the Stamps guy says 32-17 Calgary. Well, he's a Stamps guy. Of course, he's picking the uh, Calgary Stampeders. Mike from downtown says 24-17 for the Stampeders. Greaser not making a prediction, Kellen. He simply says the capital C in Calgary stands for choke. Go <laughs> Red Blacks. Well, if they do lose third in a row, three in a row, it's going to be uh, hard to deny. Absolutely. Canada's version of the Buffalo Bills, maybe? Well, it'd be close. It'd be close. They lost four Super Bowls in a row. Hey, some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates. Well, we did Northern Chicken already. <laughs> well... We'll do them again. Get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down home Southern comfort food to Edmonton and other tasty. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Treats salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com. What I'm telling you is you can't eat enough northern chicken. We're back after the break. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Jack White just here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And people weren't allowed to have their phones. It's a no-phone show. Yep. Kind of like inside sports. 
Well, you shouldn't be on your phone listening to Inside Sports. Well, you shouldn't be texting while you're driving to Inside Sports. You can listen on your phone. Oh, sure, yeah. Raptors lead the Wizards 101-87, start of the fourth quarter. Raptors obviously having a good year. They are 15-4. and Oilers lost 2-1 in overtime to the Anaheim Ducks. Nugent Hopkins scored a power play goal in the third. Anaheim tied it with 16.2 seconds to go. Raquel won it 14 seconds into overtime. I gave that stat out earlier, Kellen that uh, in four of the last eight meetings, including playoffs between Anaheim and Edmonton, the Ducks have scored late goals to tie and force overtime. They In those four games, they have scored seven goals with their goalie pulled. Ouch. I mean, I can't remember the Oilers. I'm trying to think of another game where a, a team tied it with the goalie out. I, I, I struggled to even come up with any other. I'm sure they have. But Anaheim just keeps doing it to the Oilers. It is crazy. Edmonton back at Mm -hmm. it on Sunday when they will take on the Los Angeles Kings. All right. Uh, Chris says, my prediction is Red Blacks over Calgary 36-29. Oh, sorry, that's Stu texting this in, and he says the schooner song would be uh, Ferryman by Chris DeBerg. I don't know that one. My my song, my knowledge of nautical songs is really getting exposed. It's quite weak tonight, Kellen. (laughs) Mosey says Ottawa 32, Calgary 24. Brent says Stamps 32, Red Blacks 28. Pedro Puck says I'm going to jinx Calgary. And he's, then he's picking Calgary to win 31-27. Corey has 26-23 Ottawa. Uh, a lot of fairly close predictions. I know that's not that's not what you're going to pick later on, Kellen. You like picking the blowouts. No. Oh, no, you're hedging your bets. You're such a hedgehog. We'll find out later. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Oh, wow, we got an email. Uh, Deb from Wildwood, not far from my ancestral home of Evansburg. Taking uh, Calgary 25, Ottawa 13. Well, thank you very much, Deb. I hope uh, things are great in Wildwood tonight. We're going to break for the 7.30 news. Daryl Sador, some insight on what it was like to him to play, for him to play for Ken Hitchcock back in the late 90s. Back after the news. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. You heard the commercial there for the elite promotional marketing 630 Chet MVP. This week, it's a high school athlete. Maybe you saw him on Global Sports on Tuesday named Justin Rose, not the golfer. He's currently playing at the high school provincial volleyball tournament, so we will have him on next week. U of A hockey tonight. Golden Bears home to the Calgary Dinos. 14 minutes into the first period. No score in that game at Claire Drake Arena. Good showdown. Bears are 9-3. The Dinos come in at 9-2-1. WHL tonight after 2. The Oil Kings with a 2-1 lead in Moose Jaw. NHL, of course, the Oilers lost in overtime 2-1 to Anaheim. Every team except for L.A. in action today. Black Friday in the United States, Thanksgiving. Golden Knights shut out the Flames 2-0. Capitals beat the Red Wings 3-1. Islanders over the Devils 4-3 in overtime. Sabres over the Canadians 3-2 in overtime. Skinner 
two goals, including the winner. 17 goals now on the season. The Wild beat the Jets 4-2. Flyers blank the Rangers 4-zip. Late in the first, the Sharks up 1-0 on the Canucks. Couture with his eighth of the season. Senators and Stars 2-2 in the second period. Also in the middle session, Blues lead the Predators 5-1. Avalanche up 3-0 on the Coyotes. Early in the third, Hurricanes with a 1-0 edge on the Panthers. Lightning up 4-2 on the Blackhawks. Penguins and Bruins tied 1-1. The Blue Jackets beat the Maple Leafs 4-2. And basketball tonight, Raptors leading the Wizards 109-93. Seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. You can text 630-630. Yakushev says, I give a thumbs down to the name Schooners. They should have been called the Screech. And if the C in Calgary stands for choke, what does the E in Edmonton stand for? Envy. And Yakushev says, Calgary 34 Ottawa, 20. Darren says 43-23 for the Red Blacks. How about that? And Barry in Calgary, who's a former Eskimo season ticket holder since 1978, says Ottawa, 28, Calgary, 17. Jonathan, who's a Tiger Cats and Bengals fan, he likes stripes, 27-24 for the Stamps. Trento texting in, Reed, when does Weidman slide into the lineup, and what center do you think the Oilers are shopping for? Well, Trento, I, it would not surprise me if they get Weidman in on Sunday. Uh, maybe Matt Benning comes out for a game. In terms of what center I think they're shopping for, you know what, Trento? I'm not sure, but the structure of the lineup has kind of changed, and I'm not sure for the better with Strom going out for Spooner. Uh, I know Bob mentioned maybe they'll try to get a, a cheaper third-slash-fourth-line center than Strom was at $3.1 million, though you're paying Spooner $3.1 million uh, to skate fast and not be overly productive right now. But we'll see if he can maybe uh, pick up the scoring the longer he's a member of the Edmonton Oilers. After today's overtime loss, here's head coach Ken Hitchcock. Almost winning it one nothing. Can you get enough positive out of that despite how it ended? Oh I, yeah, I thought we really from the eight minute mark of the first period on, I thought we played really well. I mean it was a man's game out there. It was really heavy and hard and a lot of board battles and you needed to, it was a heavy game and I just thought you know, right until uh, the end there we we really played well you know the the, the one part that's disappointing is we had a, a chance at one nothing we had three chances to stretch it and we didn't get it we didn't get we had two empty nets there and we didn't get those but I, I thought we played a heck of a hockey game I thought we played much better tonight than we did against uh, San Jose will we see more games like this out of a Ken Hitchcock coached Edmonton Oilers team than we used to see um well, to me, it's the zero or the one. Uh, you know, he'd like to score four or five. And believe me, it's if you're not giving up much, you're usually getting a lot. And I thought, I thought we got a lot of chances today, and that's a really good sign. You know, we're trying to we're trying to convince the players to play defense in the offensive zone. And I thought we didn't do it in the first eight minutes. We were a little bit on our heels. They they came hard, but we really dialed it up and and occupied the offensive zone, especially in the second period. So, you know, we, we want to be at one and two, uh, but we want to be three plus every game if we can. You know, I thought both goalies were just outstanding today. The, Thank uh, you. The, 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 that uh, Brasiak line, what did you like from them tonight? I know you, you, you oh, put they them were, together. They yeah. were, they were uh, uh, it was unfortunate goal, but man, they were, 
they, they pin guys in. And you know the best part about them is you got three smart players there. One guy can pin the whole group in there in the forecheck. He's smart. You know, like they got three guys that know how to forecheck. And and they don't need a bunch of piling in with two and three guys on the forecheck. One guy can get it stalled. And they were unbelievable in the third. They, they got four stalls in there where they got, they hemmed them in. One, and one guy did all the work. So to me, if they're going to play like that, we're going to be in good shape. Did, you, can you explain why you decided to put them on at the last last minute of uh, play? Not, not I, I needed an oldest dirt line, and they were the three oldest guys, so they get to play together. All right, there's Ken Hitchcock, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, now 1-0-1 in his brief tenure behind the bench. We'll see how the Oilers do on Sunday against the Los Angeles Kings. Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports, and that voice of Hitchcock known very well to one of his former players, Daryl Sador. Daryl, thanks for checking in tonight. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, thanks. Yeah, doing well. No problem at all. Yeah, Hitch joking there. He wanted an oldest dirt line, so that's why Brodziak and Lucic or, or Cassian were together. But are, 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 were you kind of thinking, I wonder if he's going to throw those three guys together and uh, they got a little bit of size too and see what they could do? Well, yeah, Hitch, he, he likes those type of, uh, you know, that kind of uh, a look on uh, some of his lines. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to uh, really pay attention to them uh you know, doing the right thing, and uh, obviously veteran guys. So, you know, he's looking for them to uh, to get it done when uh, the time is important. Uh, you know, we wanted to talk to you because obviously you'd been an LA King, and I I'm trying to remember the exact timeline here. I think Hitch took over part way of the season, and then you were traded to Dallas uh, later yeah. on that year. So, what were your some of your first impressions and experiences with Hitch? Well, yeah, I got traded in the season of 95-96 to, uh, to Dallas. And, um, you know, not knowing a lot, young guy, being my first trade at the National Hockey League level, um, you know, obviously I had a familiar voice as a coach and uh, having him in, uh, in camera. So, you know, I kind of knew what, uh, what to expect a little bit uh, from his style of coaching. But, uh, you know, things, things change a little bit. And, uh, you know, I just knew that... Uh, had to work hard and pay attention. He came in on, uh, when was it, Tuesday and said, I know what needs to be done here and it's not going to be comfortable. You know, I work with Rob Brown for every Oilers game and uh, he said, you're, you don't always like Hitch when you're playing for him, but then when you look back on your career, you feel like he helped you. Does that Was that your description as well or how would you put into work how he treats players and, and gets them to go places maybe they hadn't gone before? Well, they, he makes he makes you uh, dig down deep and really uh, under self, understand yourself on on how much you can push yourself and uh, um, there's 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 no quit and and, and you know Rob is uh, exactly right. Uh, you might not not like him as a uh, as a coach uh, right off the bat, but uh, years later, and I know it. I've talked with some alumni and, and stuff like that, ex players, through the last little bit here, a few days. And uh, you end up you end up liking it and look back and and say to yourself, uh, you know, he was a big part of uh, of your uh, kind of molding of a, as a player and a person. So um, until they see some fruit from it, uh, right now they're just going to see a little bit of dirt, some seeds. But uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of room to uh, to make a great uh, plan there. How did he try to push your buttons? Because you know, I hear some some stories about him and. 
And I, and I know somebody referenced he reads about army generals and leadership and, and, and ways to uh, even sometimes maybe be, I don't know if manipulative is the right word, but, you know, there's, there's ways you got to pry and get people going down a certain path. How did he do that with you? Well, a lot of pushing. I remember getting called in, uh, I think it was around uh, 6 o'clock at night to his office because he was watching video and uh, pushed me to be a better player and set, set my expectations higher. Um, and, you know, I look back at it now and thinking, you know, you might only push yourself to a certain point, but um, it, it made me want to get better. And, uh, you know, he, he is big into the history and, and the Army generals and all that kind of stuff. And the one thing that I could look back at is that uh, during the course of a hockey game or hockey season, um, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, songs sung uh, for He's a Jolly Good Fellow. But in the end, we we didn't like him. But what it did was bring the group together and uh, be there for each other. At the end of the day, though, uh, Hitch is one of the winningest coaches. Third winningest all time. I know somebody said, is he going to pass Quenville this year? Well, he can't because he's 65 behind Quenville now, I think. And the Oilers don't have any of that many games left. Uh, but uh, maybe he will get there if he sticks around and, and Q takes another year off. Like, obviously, in Dallas... You guys got to be a league powerhouse, and you did win the Stanley Cup. You went to a final again, and you had a lot of veteran players. Did he did he change as the team got a little more experienced? Did he maybe back off and let you guys police yourselves in terms of some of the accountability? I mean, did did he did he budge a little bit or adjust as it went along there in Dallas? I don't know if he uh, if he adjusted or changed or, or took his foot off the pedal. Uh, he pushed us. And uh, there was maybe times where he may not have come in to say things because maybe he let off a little bit to let the uh, players take it. You know, I remember in a uh, situation in Colorado, we were down going in and we're uh, game six it was. And, uh, you know, he came in and said his piece. And when he left, the guys just said, well, you know, let's play like uh, the Dallas Stars play. Let's play like, you know, by all the molding that he did uh, winning five division titles and stuff. Um, but we, we learned under him and we knew what he wanted. And the players, the key Carbonos and Craig Ludwigs and, and uh, Joe Neundike said, you know, no, we're not uh, going to play the way we've always played. And in the end, we end up winning. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's just uh, the hitchism, but it took, it took time to build that. Were you surprised to see him come back to coaching? I mean, he did retire, and I'm doing air quotes as I say that, after last season, and Rob said, yeah, he'll retire until a job comes up that he wants. Uh, yeah. Is that how you felt? Exactly right. You know, I saw him in the summer, he says retired. And, you know, until there's an opportunity, uh, Hitch is not retired. So I don't know if that uh, word is really in his vocabulary. Um, he probably likes it for a little bit, but I'm not uh, surprised. Uh, that he's he's jumped out another he's he's one that likes uh, uh, motiv- motivation he's motivated to to the game he, he loves the game and the game is uh, is all he's done and he uh, he's has passion for it so um, you know I think uh, I'm not really surprised that he's back at it and I'm sure he's loving it and uh, you know enjoying every minute. Let me know how you would react to the people asking the question, is is can a 66-year-old Ken Hitchcock relate to today's uh, 20-something generation? What would you say to that? 
Well, he's a very smart man. I think he's uh, he's learned. He's a very, you know, like I said, he really studies a lot of the Army generals and all that kind of stuff and, the, you know, wars and stuff like that. But he really, uh, he really adjusts to the way of uh, the new age. And he's, he does study a lot on new players and uh, new ways of, of uh, you know, coaching. But in the end, hitch is hitch. He is the way he's got to where he is because he is his own person, and that'll never change. Uh, but he maybe has some, uh, you know, soft sides too. So, you know, it's uh, he's a good man for the job. Daryl Sador joining us on uh, Inside Sports. Just a couple quick ones before I let you go, Daryl. First of all, you're going to like this. Uh, I got a text about half an hour ago. Uh, hi, Reed. Please tell Daryl his cousin Donnie says hi from Boyle. So I hope you actually oh, yeah. do have a cousin Donnie. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and uh, obviously uh, you're st- you've still got an ownership stake in the Blazers, don't you? How's that going? I sure do. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, back in town, was living and helping out a little bit there, and then uh, it's it's going well. We're in a rebuilding year and uh, trying to teach some young kids, uh, you know, life lessons of hockey and uh, living on their own. Right on. Well, uh, almost. Uh, well, if I add in the playoffs, you're over 1,400 NHL games, so you had a heck of a career. And uh, did, uh, you were did, you were born in Edmonton, and did you play all or most of your minor hockey here? I can't remember. Yeah, born in Edmonton uh, in Kensington, and uh, played most of my minor hockey. Left to play junior hockey at the age of 16. So I still make it back there once a summer. And my cousin, my cousin Donnie and Boyle, used to you know go out to Long Lake out there. So. Great stuff. Hey, thanks for making time for us tonight. I know you got a lot going on, Daryl, but it's it's always great to have you on the show, and thanks for uh, lending some insight into what it was like yeah. to have Ken Hitchcock as a coach. No problem. Anytime, guys. That is Daryl Sador checking in tonight. Uh, so, yeah, good to hear from him. Now one of the owners of the Kamloops Blazers. That's where he played a little bit for Hitch in junior and then reconnected with him as the Dallas Stars. They won the Stanley Cup together in 1999. And, uh, of course, uh, Sador also joined the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup in 2004. So you're hearing a lot of the same things about Hitchcock. He's going to push the guys. It's uh, it's not going to be a, a sunshine and rainbow party with him as the head coach, but hopefully he uh, has a positive impact on the Oilers. And, of course, there are still question marks about the uh, quality of the Oilers roster as we move along. All right. You can text 630-630. I'm still getting Grey Cup predictions. We'll round those out. Kellen and I will make ours. Remember... Guaranteed to be correct. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialists. Call 7804-FAMILY or get them online, furnacefamily.com. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Oil Kings now up 3-2 in Moose Jaw, 14 minutes left in the third period. Over at Claire Drake Arena, scoreless first period between the Golden Bears and the Calgary Dinos, two top teams in Canada West hockey. All right, Kellen, here's the moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, i got to get a few more predictions in. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, Mike says 24-20 Ottawa. Chad says 28-21 Calgary. And Clem says 29-22 Stampeders. So remember your text, save it on your phone. So if you get the score right, you can say, hey, Reed, remember Friday I texted in, and then I can see your texting history to the show. And then I can see that because the way our texting system works, it comes in on the computer. Yes. And it it show, it does show me your phone number. 
And then we have a little symbol, though, and it shows every text you've ever sent to the station. So if someone says, hey, if someone could text me Monday and say, hey, Reed, I think I was right, I could click that little symbol and it would show me what you sent in on Friday. Absolutely. And then we yeah. throw a party in your honor. <laughs> would, would we? I don't know what we Actually, Maybe. I've never even thought about that. What we would do if somebody actually was right. <laughs> Maybe dedicate the show in their honor or yeah, something. Yeah, we'd have to yeah. dedicate the show in their honor. Maybe we'd send them a Northern Chicken gift certificate to her. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. You could name your firstborn child after them, Kellen? Uh, eh, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Earlier today, we had uh, Brendan Escott say Calgary 22-18. Jack Michaels took Ottawa 29-22. Bob Stoffer took Calgary 37-22. I like Ottawa's team a lot. But Calgary keeps getting to the big game. They have a great organization. They're well run. They have good players. I, I know they're somewhat banged up, but they beat a very good Winnipeg team. And I think this is the year it goes their way. And I think they will not blow out Ottawa, but I do think they will be in control of the game for most of the evening on Sunday. I will take Calgary 31, Ottawa 19. Kellen? Well, it's the biggest game of the year, Reed, and I was inspired by the Monday Night Football game this week because it was one of the greatest football games ever in the history of Monday Night Football. But we're Canada, and we got to do things bigger. Ottawa 66, Calgary 63 in the highest-scoring Grey Cup game ever. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, here's the thing. It, it, you know what? That, that'd be a great score in overtime because obviously in the regular season, they cap it at two overtime sessions. Right. In a playoff game, they, uh, they got to keep going. So keep your score rolling. is totally legit. Kellen Kennedy saying Ottawa 66, Calgary 63. That is amazing, Kellen. Let's see what happens. Somebody hoping they get Blockbuster video coupons if they win. Well, we might be able to make that happen. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for listening to the Oilers broadcast. 2 o'clock tomorrow, Halsey has his Grey Cup special. Dave and Morley have their Grey Cup preview show at 4. And then more Grey Cup coverage Sunday at 2. Face-off show Sunday at 7. Game at 8.30, Oilers and Kings. That's the next time I will talk to you. Thanks to the producer, Dave Campbell. Studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. Hey, thanks to everybody who called in and texted. Fun show. Have a great weekend. It's Friday. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.